What's going on, guys? Welcome back to It's Literally Fine podcast. Maria Papadakis with Emily Savard. What's and today, up? we have a very special guest. Welcome to our podcast, Ramsey. How you doing? Ooh, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited. Wow, when you said your last name, I'm like, this girl has a last name that rivals the difficulty of mine because your last <laughs> name was pretty oh i know i know everyone see everyone gets lost in the a's in mine okay. so everyone just gets freaked out when they see it but it's actually like phonetically sound like it's not that bad to like say yeah. it out loud but well, like do people, i'm guessing people struggle with yours all as well. the time aberuni um abra and then they just wait for like me different saying, versions like, of aberani. It. It's aberani yeah what's like the worst one you've gotten I think the Aberunis are pretty bad. I don't know. I'm like, I just don't know where you get the ooh. And it's Aberani. It's like Abu, A-B-U. And yeah, then there's a, no ooh at the end. That doesn't make sense. Or Aberane because it's like A-B-U and then R-A-N. So they kind of like use the rant. Like the R-A-N right. is ran as opposed right. to Ron, Aberani. That makes oh, sense. They go Aberani. But uh, I just like to say I'm just like a Oprah. I have Ramsey. That's it. Yes, just use Ramsey. the one name. The one name. That's it. That way there's just no everyone confusion. Everyone knows just Ramsey from now on. <laughs> So tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, what sure. you've done, where you've come from. Just your IG your handle, yeah. everything, follow. Yeah, just yeah. let everybody my address. know. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so um, I, most people, a lot of people recognize me from being on the Canadian television show called Big Brother Canada, as you guys know, a reality TV show. Yeah. Um, but uh, many others also know me just from Toronto and the industry. It's so weird to talk about it because it's like almost a past thing. But when nightlife was still a thing, I work for a company called Inc. Entertainment. Right. Um, and we run uh, and own a lot of nightclubs, music festivals. Uh, we do a lot of concerts, hotels, restaurants. We're a large entertainment and hospitality company. So, yeah, a lot of people just know me from the scene in downtown Toronto. But... Um, um, honestly, I have a lot of stories of how people know me because I'm just a social butterfly. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> understand that meeting people is the greatest thing. Uh, to networking me at least. is huge. Yeah, it's yeah. not even like there is the networking, and we can go down like the strategic side. But I'm genuinely just a curious person. I love to like. Yeah. I love to learn people's stories. I love to. Uh, there's just so many people, and I just want to meet people i don't know does that no, sound cheesy sense. no i, I think we're like people. very similar in that we're, sense yeah. like we love being social and like meeting new people and like yeah. meeting new friends kind of thing yeah. we're always out there talking to people and getting to know people just because like like you said like there's nothing better than having a big group of people that like you know and you get to learn from and like 100%. the bigger that grows the more you have a network for yourself and for other people around you as well yeah too, 100%. Right? So it's, it's really good yeah we're the same ink has cabana so rebel cabana rebel Toy Box. Toy Box. That's um, the one I was missing. There was a club called Cube uh, in Niagara <laughs> Falls, days. Dragonfly. Oh my gosh, okay. I've been there too. Yeah. yeah. And then f music festivals. The Veld. biggest one is obviously Veld, yeah. uh, but we're part owners in a few others. Um, we have a winter music festival that used to be held in Rebel called Solaris. Oh, cool. Um, we own a. Solaris. Yeah, we own yeah. like our restaurants. Like there's over Literally. 15, so there's a lot. Bisha Hotel. Wow. Um, wow, eh? That's yeah, crazy. I didn't so, know all that. Yeah. That's amazing. Those are the days, eh, when we can right? go out and drink and sit in a booth. We always yeah. talk about it. Soon. <laughs> One day soon. One day soon. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. So you're living downtown now? Yeah. So I live downtown. Um, I've actually been spending most of my time in the past recent weeks and months outside of Toronto, back in Kitchener with Makes my sense. with my mom and my, my, my dad also lives out there. So just kind of using this time during 
the shutdown to just reconnect with family. I think that if there's one thing I learned and it really stuck with, I mean, I've always been close to family, but if there's one thing that we were all reminded of during the first initial shutdown back in March, it's like we all went back to our families. Yeah, we all started so talking yeah. to our families. And I felt that when things started opening back up, people were so quick to forget those lessons that we had just learned. And so this time around, um, I was like, I'm just going to continue using this time to be with my family when yeah. I normally wouldn't be back home in the Waterloo region, which is where I'm from, like Kitchen, right. Cambridge, Waterloo area. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of been hanging out over there and I've just been up to a lot of stuff. I've just been like keeping head busy. down. Yeah. N yeah. Like it's an understatement, like keeping myself busy, but it's like trying to build new things yeah, and go down new ventures and stuff. So, yeah. Well, I think that's like similar to us. Like yeah. We try to use this time yeah. as like to launch the pod and. I think there was really no better time for us personally to, to do it. Seriously, like we, like always we actually say it. had time. I feel like you and I never have time, so it made yeah. sense to do it now. You know? Yeah. And now, like that works, like picking up again. Like we're trying to really manage how to like a lot, our time. And like we were just yeah. talking about it earlier, yeah. like it's it's become another job. So for us, like it's now taking what you've learned in this lockdown and applying it to like your real life and adding those elements in yeah. and keeping those ground roots like you just said right exactly. so that's definitely yeah and i think for thing. us like we like like hanging out and aligning with a lot of like-minded yeah. people like you yeah. you know yeah. like and just like kind of making those connections like through toronto i think mm -hmm. toronto's such a small place it's a big place but it's a small place it is so small you know it's what i mean small world so small. everyone knows everyone you're especially like, when you're yeah especially when you're social butterflies which all three of us are yeah you come to realize that like everyone knows everyone there's everyone not a you person go, there's one person you know and that's the thing and the thing is like i read a book when i was really young called the six pixels of separation and then the premise is that we're all separated from anyone that we need to meet by six people right and so understanding this even early on it was always a, like uh i'm gonna meet maybe maria i've never met you but like i'm gonna meet you because maybe you might actually know someone who knows someone that i want to meet or something of that sense wow. so that's why for me networking has always been like it was never like I just understood that as my pixels grew, my the, my network, yeah. then the access to other people, if I ever needed help or if I needed to support or anything like that, also grew and came with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's just it's like, just crazy. And I think it kind of leads into this episode. We're going to be talking about like social media yes. and like being a public figure in the limelight. So let's just yeah. dive right into Big Brother. Let's do it. Big Brother Canada season four. Yeah. So why don't you just kind of tell us why you applied? Yeah. How it was going through the process? The you show, want to know it all? All yeah. of it. Basically. You want to know it all? Everyone yeah. wants to know it all. So I'm just curious. So it. So I um, I didn't actually watch the show or know about the show until the day before I applied for the show. Wow. Yeah. So okay. I was recruited to the show in the sense that someone um, who was a part, like someone who was just like more of like an intern on the show that like didn't really have, they weren't that prominent at the time. I yeah. think they grew into a better, bigger position. Uh, she kind of was like, yo, have, have you heard of this show called Big Brother? And I'm like, no. And everyone knew at that time I was social and I was talking to everyone. And right. they just knew that I was, you know, that outgoing, charismatic type of guy. And so they're like, you should try out for this show called Big Brother. And I'm like, well, what's the premise? And the thing that someone told me and it kind of just stuck with me and I tell other people is that it's like the show Survivor. But instead of being on an island, you're in a house. Right. And when I say house, a lot of people think like your typical house. No, this is like a it's a it's a studio. It's a massive studio. And they built like a it's like a mansion in a house and you're locked in this studio. So you right. don't get to go outside like you get to go outside for fresh air three times a day. But when I say like go outside, I mean like you're in a 
you're just in a patio yard with like a jacuzzi as part of the house. It's not actually oh like gosh. you're not interacting with new people. So you don't have nothing to read, nothing to write, no cell phones, no access to real life people. It's just you and the 17 people in this house. And every week as the game progresses, one person gets eliminated until there's one person left. Right. So, yeah, so I didn't really know much about the show, but I knew that you can win a lot of money at the end. And I was obviously There's down to that. Yeah. And uh, I knew that there was like a social component to it. And I would always been that kind of social person. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. let's uh, let's uh, go for it. So I woke up the next morning and I literally went and in Toronto, we have like the largest amount of people that apply yeah. for the show. Like I'm talking, think like American Idol. Everyone has these like um, like the number, the number, the number 10. 10. Yeah. Oh my God. You have these very outgoing personalities, like people who are super fans of this show and they want to get on. And like you could tell that they just have everything practiced about what they want to say because you go in like groups of like eight or ten, mm. and then someone like there's like it was at Citizen. If you, oh, yeah, you guys yeah, know Citizen, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where I did my auditions. And so you go in and in the booths you have um like they're just like talent recruiter people and right. and there's like maybe like wow. 15 stations and there's 10 people at a time going in it's like quick it's like they need to get through thousands of people so it's yeah. like why do you want to be on the show quick two minutes two minutes two minutes and and i just said it like i kept it real it's like i just found out about the show yesterday i don't know much about it but i heard that you know you could win a lot of money that there's social game um there's physical stuff too so i felt like i'm i'm an athlete i'm very yeah. athletic i can do it so i just kept it real and one thing led to another and there's like six different stages of interviews That's so and crazy you have to do like psychological tests to make sure you're not gonna kill anyone in this house if you <laughs> oh go crazy God. i mean honestly that's smart because yeah. like i'm sure there'll be yeah. some big scraps yeah. on there so yeah. like they go through their due diligence and it was a very lengthy process it took a few wow. months and next thing i know i'm like on this show and it was just a bit uh it was bizarre to me because looking back at it i really had no idea what i was stepping yeah, into i had sure. no idea i was not a fan of like i i love the show now like some people who go on want are like they fans of the show they, they know what's be on, going and on they get yeah, on yeah, it's yeah. the yeah. most accomplished feeling and shout out to all those people i just wasn't one of those people and right. it almost i was so naive in that house I was so naive in that house. Like I went into the house thinking it was like real life. Like if you tell me something, I'm going to trust you for the, f like I'm right. always, I trust people. I, I like to think that humans are good. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give way. you yeah. the benefit of the doubt. And if you screw me, then I'm going to just change my actions and not trust you anymore. So right. I go in this house and I'm like, yeah, everyone's like telling me the truth <laughs> and shit. And I'm just like, I now looking back is like the game is built on scheming yeah. and, and like different, um, you have like different, you know, there's rivals in the house and you have different cliques and there's just like, show like allies and all that allies, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for anyone, again, that doesn't know the show, the cool thing about it is that you, as you progress in the show, once you get past about halfway, the people who start getting eliminated from the house, they form a jury, the jury yeah, yeah. and that jury ends up choosing which one of the final two people wins. So. If I just lie to everyone in the house and get my way to the end, if I'm going to lie and screw you, you're the person that's going to end up Screaming. voting for me. Like, so you, yeah. it's, it's this balance. You can't, you can't just like burn all the bridges. Yeah. You have to get to the end. People understand it's a game and that everyone, and that's what I didn't realize is that it's okay to, to make some moves and to be okay mm -hmm. with like, kind of having a plan, but just like, don't do it in a dick way. Do it in a way where it's like, we're just playing a game. Like it's right. not personal, but it's, it's tough. And that's what, to me, like I loved about the game. So 
Yeah. Wow. I, uh, yeah, it's a very intricate. It's I very intricate. Like. So the game is 70 days long from the, so days. day one to day 70 would be the winner would be crowned. I went to about, I think, day 55, if I'm wow. not mistaken. Good for you. So I was quite far. And and then on day 55, I received news that my father was uh, at the time he had kind of had some health problems. He had like a massive heart attack. So they they called me into what's called a diary room. It's where you kind of speak to Canada. It's like a little camera in a wall. And I kind of said like, hey, Ramsey, you know, we have some news for you, blah, blah, blah. And it was it was hard. Like on that episode, it, they aired it and it was very real. Like looking back, I'm so happy with how they kind of edited it, edited it yeah. because they could have done it many ways. But um, yeah, I just like. I cried a lot. I was extremely like going into like worst case scenario mode. And I had kind of weird feelings inside of my stomach even before going on the show because my dad didn't have funny enough. My dad's actually in the hospital right now, but it's just like he's he's just a fighter. He's just like this guy has been literally fighting stuff since the day I got off the show, but he just always gets back. And so things are fine right now. Um, but it's like, yeah, when I when I decided to uh, leave the show, it was the first time that a Canadian house guest had ever self evicted himself. Right. So without me intending to, it kind of really like pushed my brand into a direction. You know, like right. guy leaves show. Uh, I felt like I had a good shot. Um, that week that I left, I was in like a showmance on the show with this girl, and she was <laughs> not liked by a lot of the house. And um, she and her and I were kind of it's a called on the block, which means we were the ones being voted to be right. kicked out of the house. And I had won a competition that saved me guaranteed that week. And so it was very likely that she was probably going to go home that week. And so I felt like that week was like big for my game because I was kind of detached with her now, although like she was awesome on that in that show. But yeah, it was just um, I wanted to be in that house and stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, I obviously left for my family and I would do it 10 yeah. times over. But I feel like that just shows the kind of person you are. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's you, true. You could have, like, who who knows? You could have won the game. Like, you just don't yeah. know that kind of thing. Yeah, but, like, exactly. when it comes to family, I feel like there's not really, like, there's not a choice there. Like, you no. have to do for no. your family. And, like, you know how what I mean? is it, like, it's like, that's a serious and personal thing with to yourself yes. and your family. Yeah. So to share that and be told something yeah. on, like, TV or people yeah. are watching all the time. Like, how was it really sharing that experience, like on the show, then after the show with Canada? Yeah. Like, so yeah. when you, when you're in the house, you forget. Like, so when you go into the house day one, day two, day three, you see cameras. You see the cameras. You right. visibly notice these cameras all over the house. Wow. It's like I think there's like, I could be making this up. There's like 150 plus cameras just in the house. Because like there, there's nowhere in the house you can't be seen essentially because they're making a show, right? So mm -hmm. after about five days, you no longer see them. You're just living your life. You're just talking to you and you and you're, you're scheming and you're getting to know people and you're just, you forget about what's happening. So when you say, how did it feel that I was sharing? I never once felt, excuse me, how is this gonna be portrayed or how is right. this, like gonna look afterwards i was just living my life like when i like when i cried i didn't cry for tv i just like i wasn't thinking oh what are people gonna think of me yeah, as a cry? no yeah. i was like just sad right yeah, like, like genuine first, emotions they told me my dad went in the hospital i thought they were gonna tell me he had passed away and so i kind of just went to that but like no he's alive like he's alive like you hear that in the episode like them telling me right and so 
you know, the emotions, the like, I went back and started praying and like, I started getting like super, you know, like I was just like very emotional. Like all that wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was sharing it with the world. It was just me being me. And I think part of the reason why the big brother show is such a hit and a phenomenon is that you really get to see people at their rawest form. You go through so much emotions in this house and watching the show and being in the show, like I, I did a Canada wide tour after the show and I have fans constantly asking me like, Oh, like it'd be so fun. And what was it like? And I would do amazing. Like looking back at that show, you really have no idea what it's like, like being in it versus watching it is so different. And so you go through so much emotions in the house. You're happy, you're anxious, you're sad, you're whatever. And so people, viewers, when they look at these characters, characters, people, they relate to them. And that's why fans of the show are such super fans because they see parts of themselves in these individuals. That's that's actually very true. It's it's a very raw show. You see someone at the rawest form. With that being said, there's a lot of faking and lying and blah, blah, blah. So you see a very like deceitful side of people. Yeah. But uh, everyone cries on the show. Everyone breaks down. It's like it's hard being especially someone like myself who's like so close to my family being taken away from them for that long. Um, But I feel um, like that's one of the biggest challenges of the show, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Family or your significant other, whatever it is. Yeah. You're literally being like plucked out of your real life and put into like this. Yeah. It almost feels like an alternate universe. Like, you know, and you're with these people that are all you like. You learn. The thing that I love about the home and that experience is you learn so much about yourself. And this is where I try and take, I try and make a lesson of everything. And sometimes my family and friends hate that about me. They're like, <laughs> not everything is a lesson. But I'm like, no, everything is a lesson. Like, yeah. I'm always trying to extract the good and stuff. And so for me, one of the big things is that, like, you learn we were talking about networking before you learn the power of socializing. Like it's a real skill that gets you ahead in life. Yeah. Whether you're introverted, if you think you're introverted or not, you need to learn how to socialize with people. I'm not yeah. saying you need to be the life of the party. Yeah. You don't have to be the one, you know, take your shirt off, swinging it around, <laughs> get this party going. No, but you need to learn how to socialize with people, how to network, how to be able to have some form of conversation. I get that there's small talk sucks, but like that's a real skill and builds rapport with people. But I think yeah. also social people are very adaptable to situations. Yeah. And like you can walk into any room and have a conversation with anyone about anything. 100%. And I think that's a skill in itself. Right? 100%. Just like being able to do that and like not knowing someone off the bat, but you're like, I'll get to know them and I'll get to know them in the next two minutes. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. No, you're right. And then you also learn that um, you learn to pick your battles. That's a real life skill that helps. I think some people are just like balls to the wall. They just want to like, ah, like they screwed me. I'm going to revenge confrontation, the, you know, yeah. like very confrontational. I'm super confrontational, but that doesn't mean I'm going to confront you on everything because I understand that in the house you learn not to burn bridges because yeah. the people that you screw could be the ones whose vote you need down the line. I'm telling you, the game is just a sample size of real life. And that's why Big Brother's a hit and I loved it. So yeah, networking is super important. Don't burn bridges. Um, what else? listening to your gut i think for guys girls Mm -hmm. i think are a lot more in tune with their their emotions guys uh it's more of like a something they need to learn to tap into lucky for me i was raised by my mom and my sister and i actually carry a lot of feminine energy with me and i i feel like one thing i learned from them is the ability to tap into that like feeling right and oddly enough in that house 
there were so many times my gut would be telling me stuff and my mind would override it and say, no, this person's not coming after you. Stop being paranoid. And then I look back on the show and you see them talking about how they want to get you out of the game in the room right. next to you. Right. You know what I mean? And it just reminds yeah. you that like, fuck, like our intuitions will always steer us in the right direction. Yeah. Stop letting our minds get in the way. And I think too, like it's to the point of you having your sister and your mom like be guides in your life is guys who have sisters tend to be way more in tune in relationships it's as well. It's so true. Just to it's, circle this back. It's so true. Like, yeah. But like, it's a thing I've noticed. If you only have a brother or you grew up around brothers, like yeah. those kinds of guys are just, they don't, it's a, it's a thing. Like it's a real it's thing. A thing. It's an actual fact to yeah. say that if you're surrounded by women or you have sisters or you've been raised by a mom or all that, it's very... Men have, like you said, that Way feminine more energy and, and, like, and they're in tune with their emotions. Which and in more turn helps relationships grow. Yes, I feel like. and we you talk about I mean? relationships. We always talk about dating on the podcast. Yeah. So like, it's yeah. a real thing. It is. It, it is. is a real thing. Yeah, sure. yeah. feminine yeah. energy and masculine energy. It's a yeah. yeah no one can totally. deny that. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. So yeah, those so were the things I learned. You you look at like your experience. Yeah. You left Big Brother. Obviously, you had a lot of different things happen after that. So how did your life change after the show? Like, did you find your like everyone always says like, oh my life style has changed after they go on a certain reality show? Like, did you find it? Yeah. Change? Did you find that there was good things, bad things? Like, what was the outcome? Like, what were the positive and negatives? Great question. So. After, so I literally got escorted out of the house and limoed right to the hospital, literally right to the hospital. My father was about to go, it went into surgery. If you guys know anything about heart surgeries, like a big heart, so there's like bypasses, essentially means like you're allowing blood to get into your heart through not the main arteries, you're bypassing them. Right. Anyways, a single and a double bypass, so like big triple bypasses are like whoa like if that guy got a triple bypass it's pretty serious my father had six bypasses which the hospital record was seven hospital uh bypasses and my father was at a like cardiac hospital too like a specific one for so like i went straight there and it so does your life change in the grand scheme no looking back at it but do certain things change absolutely because when i walked into that hospital before I could even get to my dad's room, I had, it was, it was very like weird. You, you live in this home and you come out to the real world and people know you and nurses are like, oh my God, I had you in my big brother pool. By the way, big brother pools are a thing. Are a thing. It's like yeah, yeah, bachelor pools. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a thing thing. Okay. So nurses are like stopping me being like, wait, is that Ramsey? The people at Tim Hortons, like I'm grabbing my dad a coffee in the hospital. They're like, oh my God, like you're, it was just so wow. surreal. Yeah, okay. So um, when I got out of the house, I spent about two months in the hospital with my dad, literally. Like I stayed there. I obviously would go quickly to grab change of clothes, but I spent every day in that hospital with my dad and we were even watching big brother. Like we watched my episode air cause it's like a week delay. Right. We watched my episode air together in his ICU room because he was like connected to all these machines yeah. and stuff. And so after he kind of got in the clear a few months later, um, I, uh, I was like thankful and I was super happy about that. And I kind of then decided, okay, let's make like, let's make this 15 minutes last. Right. 
So when you come out of the house, uh, I was I was probably like one of the fan favorites, I would say. Like was, I had a lot of people come, you know, I, and a lot of people relate to my story and a lot of amazing messages. So me, another girl that was really popular on the show, the winners of the show, which were two brothers, we all start we all got approached to a Canada tour. Okay. So we um we said fuck it and that was summer 16 by the way summer 16 was legendary yeah that was a good <laughs> yeah summer. that was a great summer for a lot of people so that summer we did a canada-wide tour we literally went from like the east coast i'm talking like as far east as you can go all the way like it's newfoundland even all the way to victoria bc and wow, we right. hit like all the major spots we hit all the major cities and it was just a legendary summer it was like so fun did my life change again not i didn't become a millionaire overnight right. or anything like that but i could not go anywhere without being asked to take a photo twice three times a day every single day That's like so for crazy. that summer i would fly i'd get bumped first class i would go to restaurants the manager would see me they caught my meal i'd go to starbucks the person would be like you're ramsey free coffee on us like i'm telling you everywhere that summer i went i was bombarded with fans quote unquote um or people who just were so happy to meet yeah. this person that they saw on tv who they felt like was real because on the show, I was naive, but it, it kind of built into my character, which is like, I was real. Like, I, was, I wasn't deceitful and you, I yeah. wasn't lying. I was just yeah. raw, you know, but almost like to a fault. But it, it worked because I got as far as I got. Yeah. So that summer, I uh, yeah, we, we did a lot of touring. I got to meet a lot of people. But in that, I started seeing a lot of, like, toxic things. Things right. that turned me off a lot a lot so the problem is okay so when you i feel like a lot of people that go into this home or into the big brother house they most of them are super fans like they want to be on the show right not often is our other people like me that kind of get recruited or were like tipped off about yeah you should go apply to the show and i knew nothing so they almost when they get out of the house and you get all this attention they, they know they, it's they know it's coming and they lose themselves in the sauce mm, and they start to become attached to this feeling of being noticed and this attachment of they become the center of the universe you honestly like okay i'm not like justin bieber i'm not a a-class celebrity yeah but i'm telling you 15 minutes of fame is a real thing and that summer you genuinely are famous. You feel it. It's, I'm telling you, it's a wild feeling. I went to the CNE that summer. It was a terrible decision. I could <laughs> not, I could not take five steps without another photo and another picture yeah. and another conversation. It was like, you truly feel famous. You yeah. are famous. And I'm just telling you my experience. Like, I'm not saying that I'm famous. I'm just telling you that I couldn't no, go anywhere but without No, we get it. Stopped. Like, you're Canadian, like, it's a Canadian show. You're yeah. in Canada. Obviously, it's going to be booming throughout the nation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's what you sure. say. Everyone who watches it would know who you are. So exactly. it makes sense that it kind of turns that way. You know what I mean? But then you start seeing, like, people who you start, you know, I get a lot of fans that came up to me and they take selfies with <laughs> me. And it's like, before I could even say, all right, we'll have a good day. They're, like, gone. They're gone. They're gone. And it's like, it's you clout. see, it's clout. It's, and it's, <laughs> it's almost social media. Clout chasers. It's, it's crazy. And social media was honestly just starting to pop around that time, like 2017, 16. Yeah, so, so Instagram got, like, really big, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, 
Yeah, doing that Canada tour opened my eyes to a lot of things. It obviously, like, I love the people that came up to me and they would actually share their personal stories about how, like, their father or someone they know had, like, a heart attack or just, like, some form of, like, uh, difficulty they had to overcome. But you start to see a lot of uh, girls and you start to see a lot of guys that are just doing it for the cloud and they want to be your friend and they want to. And so to me, that whole thing kind of turned me off from, like, I just remind people, I'm not an like I'm not a, I don't have like an art or a skill like I wasn't a singer yeah. an actor or an, I was just like me on a show I'm no higher than you but people would praise me as if I'm somehow higher than them yeah right and I'm like what so you talk about like that toxicity and all of that and, like you look at social media and, like I mean I always talk about social media and like where do you find the fine line of like yeah. Your who's personal who's life, fake. who's real, yeah. who's fake, what you share, what you don't share. Yeah. Like, because everyone gets lost and some people overshare and want to be that famous person yeah. that you're talking about. So where's your fine Well, line? also like, think about it this way. Like, we'll use The Bachelor as an example. Girls go on that show to literally be Instagram famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's it's the no, thing that we... That was well the entire last now. season. You know what I mean? Like, everyone <laughs> just wants to be Instagram famous. They know they get on yeah. the show, they're going to get thousands yeah. of followers. Exactly. Right? Like where like where's the fine line of what yeah. you post and what you don't yeah, post so, and how far so okay it's a great question by the way like great point so for me i'm okay so i didn't go on the, like a lot of these girls are saying go on that show to get famous do you get can you get instagram famous absolutely you can it opened a lot of doors for me i'm not going to sit here and pretend it didn't it did open a lot of doors for me but with that being said The problem with going on that show without knowing what really matters to you or going for the reasons of you're saying like to be famous is that you begin to rely on those things to define who you are. So when you go on that show and you get that and then you lose that, you start to think of yourself as less where for me. So here's the thing. When you get in, when you taste a little bit of attention, whether it be. It, whether it be because of show or nowadays it's becoming a lot more common just from Instagram. Like people are growing their Instagrams and they're tasting that attention, those comments, those mm-hmm. DMs. Most people, when they taste it, you can't untaste it. Right. So for me, the Big Brother experience was like a thing that I got and I knew it was going to not last forever. So I didn't mind that when I stopped getting noticed that I was back to normal. But people, girls that go on those types of shows, they go on, they taste it, and their new baseline for it's like that. is that. Mm, so when right. they go back to normal, they no longer feel happy because that's what they think life is. Right. So on Instagram or like whoever you are, whatever you're trying to build, I'm not saying don't build an Instagram. It's amazing to build a community because it grows. Like you get opportunities by these shows and stuff. But just remember the base fundamental reasons as to what makes you happy. And it's not those extrinsic things that you're looking for, like those comments and those things. And that's what I've seen big brother people lose themselves in that. They start to think that they're the shit. Like you're nobody. I'm sorry, but like you're a fucking Canadian (laughs) reality TV star. Okay. It's true. And like you say, it even for your like big brother, like the other contestants and all that, but like people just normal people, whatever you want to call them normal, With like two thousand to whatever followers, yeah. Yeah. I think that they're they like also that's think all. that without and, the TV and show. And it's like yeah. it's like you get 
you that's why they stopped taking likes and all that down or like numbers of likes yeah. because people became so corrupted by them trying to become a certain image or a certain following or a certain type of fame on social yeah. media that like everybody's like you said go, has been lost in the sauce and yeah. like, here's an example it's just a real life example that maria and i had to discuss at the beginning of the podcast Maria got a boyfriend at the beginning before the second season started. Okay. okay. okay? So <laughs> we went back and forth for a while. Do we say that you have a boyfriend or do we make it seem like we're both single girls? Because yeah. that's what we built the first season off yeah. of. Yeah. Are we going to lose that kind of like viewership and fan base because you're not single anymore? Like, how do we? It was almost like a PR. Yeah. We were like kind of yeah. and then trying we, to figure out the best way to go about it. We had the conversation and I was like, honestly, Em, like, I don't I don't care. Because mm -hmm. if people actually enjoy who we are as people and what we do for a living, yeah. then they'll tune in no matter what our circumstances exactly. are. And then she was like, yeah, like, like you should. And like, we were going back and forth because she was even like, like your life is your life. And like, obviously yeah. we support each other through whatever we do. And yeah. it was just like, if... If that's the image you want, then there's the door. Like, well, because I we were I, weighing a lot of options out, right? When she posted a photo with with Louis, her boyfriend, she lost oh, 150 lost, followers. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. That's and it's the like, thing. what? Like all these sad boys just unfollowing me because I'm not t single anymore. Yeah. We're like, is that going to happen with the pod? Are we going to lose all these yeah. male viewers because we're not yeah. two single girls shooting yeah. shit anymore? Yeah. You know, like we had to really think about things like that. But I think yeah. at the end of the day, you're right. It's all about being happy. And if that's what you want to do then that's what you want to be gladly 150 thing, followers i left. think the thing is that before social before instagram became what it is today the only way to get that level of attention that people can now get on instagram was to be quote-unquote famous yeah. was right. through a tv show was to be like hollywood like that's how you would get that level but now instagram has made that has made it accessible to get these like you know these um these bursts of like attention just through a regular Instagram. And if like to everyone who's listening or watching this, it's like, it's important to not rely on these external things. Yeah. To, to, to like, to make your decisions to, so for you, like who cared, like you, like you guys decided if you're happy with announce, like you don't have to, or you can, like there's, yeah. it's really up yeah. to you, but it's not because of the following. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I think for me, I make my decisions not because I'm worried about, am I going to lose follower? Like I have things in my life where I don't share with a lot of people, but that's not because I'm worried about losing something. It's because I just choose not to do it. And it's because that's life. in my life is my life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I feel that people on Instagram, people in general with their brands, they're building their brands for the wrong reasons. Yeah. They're building their brand so that they can become Instagram famous. That's not the goal. Because yeah. you can achieve the, the sad thing is that you can achieve it. You can become Instagram famous, but how much value what, does it actually hold? How much of value does <laughs> right. it hold? And if you lose it, what's gonna happen? You're tying your self-worth to things that are not your, like to extrinsic things. I and always, that may yeah. not make you happy in the end. It's like, true. Hope, and that's what know? I always like, that's what I always preach. Like we've had this conversation before. Like we always talk about the future. We always talk Very about futuristic. like how, where will we be and what are we doing now that's going to benefit us in the future? Yeah. And I always say it like, because people we've been, we like we, everyone's been lost in the Instagram 100%. sauce well, at least once. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Sure. And I, I just keep using that, that term, but it's yeah. true. It's like, is those thousands of followers really going to benefit you in, in five to 10 years? Is it? 
or yeah. is it not? It depends. Yeah. Like, I think if it's Instagram's your job, then you might think about it a little bit harder. But 100%. like, I think for you and I, like, we just have fun with the podcast yeah. and yeah. we like to like hang out with people like you and like exactly. have interviews and, and get to talk to people that we genuinely like and we get along with. Yeah. It's not 100%. about, it's not about becoming Alexandra Cooper and call her daddy for no. us. Exactly. Or it's, it's not just about, about like getting out yeah, it, and sharing stories. But you know what the cool thing is that when you do it for the reasons you're talking about, you become that. Right. Without wanting to do that because it becomes so much, it's so much easier. So that's the, again, that like going back to the whole famous thing is like, if you're doing it for the fame, it's going to kill. You're always going to lose in the end. For me, I'm just like a, I, I rely very little, almost to a fault on extrinsic things. Like I, so I grew up, so my mom, we're all products of our parents, in my opinion. We're all yeah, pro- we of our experiences, essentially, and our experiences being raised and stuff. So for me, my mom, she, she, she has a very unique story. She was, she was coming home from school one day at 15 years old, and she was born in a refugee camp back in Jordan, in Amman. And uh, on, when she was approaching her doorsteps, people were clapping for her. And she kind of, my mom was always like excelled at school. So she's like, oh, like maybe they got wind of like a test or something. Right. And when she entered, she heard the words, congratulations, you just got married. And she's like, she's 15 years old. Like, like think about you at 15 yeah. years old, wow. you know? So for her, she's, there was a decision that was made for her that wasn't in her control. And then she's like, okay, well, to who? And so it was to my father. And so my father was in Canada at the time. So also Jordanian, but was in Canada. So she, at 16, a year later, flew to Canada to to be a housewife, you know, to provide for her family back home. So my mom's whole life, she never had, she had no one. She was almost like, she was, decisions were being made for her that were outside of her control. So all she had to do was rely on herself to get herself through the things that she needed. She didn't have the best support system growing up. At 37, my mom and my dad eventually split up. My mom started with nothing. And today, she's a very successful, very established woman. She's a best-selling author. She's a amazing. best po- wow. she has a podcast that hit number 3 on Congrats iTunes. To her. That's amazing. But That's amazing. the reason I share this is because her whole life, she needed to look inside to help her get through things. Whereas we grow up because of being on a TV show or having Instagram to rely on external yeah. things. And going back to my example of when I, before I even went into that house, I was immersed in personal development and I was very grounded in who I was and what I needed to get myself through things. So when I got this new attention and this new like fame, quote unquote, it didn't change me. It just made me know that it's gonna, it's here, but this is still who I am, where people are now searching and trying to live by that fame. They're trying to make that thing an everyday thing. And when they don't have it, they start to lose themselves. And so for me, what was toxic about Big Brother and the fame is actually toxic about, it's a bigger conversation for social media. It's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, it's true. It's, It's that. And so I look always internal. I don't need the likes. I don't need 
like I said, I'm extremist. Like I really don't need, I'm don't need anyone. Like I'm very comfortable in myself. And some people may be like, Oh, I like you're jaded. No, I don't think that's what it is. Like I have support systems. Right. I go to my people it's for just support. It's appreciating and knowing who you are. It's just, yeah. I don't rely on anyone or anything to make me happy. I'm the happiest by myself. Right. Which if, is a talent for sure. It's, and a, it's a talent itself. and it's a fundamental skill. To, it's like a, it's a, it's one of the core pillars to happiness. And it's like, if you're listening to this, ask yourself, if I didn't have Instagram, if I didn't have this podcast, if I didn't have, like t start stripping things away from yourself, go like get naked, like quote unquote naked. <laughs> yeah. And and are you, can you still be happy when you're by yourself? Right. I, I'm weird. I laugh on my own. I don't think you're I weird make myself Like happier. honestly, like I, I laugh on my own jokes all the time. So 100%. don't worry about laughing at so yourself. So that's but what's most important. I think what you just said is is so true and so organic and yes. so beautiful because I think everybody needs to hear that. Like Em and I were literally having this conversation last night. I'm like, I think I want to take a step back from posting so much and just like being so active because it starts to affect who you are and it starts to affect yeah. things that you, you, you start to think about things that you're saying that you're like, why am I even thinking about this right now? Right. Why yeah. am I overthinking this which i think leads to a lot of mental i think social media is a, a yeah. pillar for a lot of mental because problems. of what i'm talking because about. because of 100%. exactly what you just said and i think that what you just said is a lot of people need to take a step back and look at their own yeah. lives and it's be like true. what am i do is this what i'm doing is making me happy yeah or is this mm -hmm. am i motivated by something else here like what is it because i think in today's society like it's so big like social media being being Instagram famous and right is such now, a thing. especially because everybody's trying to cut you off, but like no, everything no. is just on their phone. Like everyone yeah. is just watching people who are traveling or living a better life in a different country right yeah. now, and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm not I doing wish that. I was or doing I that. can't afford that, or I'm not there yet." And it's like stop focusing on that. But don't. It's fine to focus. Like I think it's fine. To, it is. And I think it we is. all agree that it's fine to build a brand. Like yeah, social yeah, media yeah, is a real sure. thing. It's For a sure. business. For like sure. I make money off my Instagram. It's a good. It's a real thing to build it and use as a but don't attach that building to happiness. Well, that's yeah. where that fine line comes Know what into you're doing place it again, for. right? It's yeah. a job. Yeah. It's and don't change yourself, I feel like, to appease other people. No, like, never. Oh, yeah. You see people who change themselves after the big brother and just kind of like, bro, like, what are you doing? It's just sad, though, in a way. You it's know what sad. I mean? Because, it like, is. you look at them and you're like, why Why did it come to this? Like, what drove you to do this? Is it because you were on a TV show? Is yeah. it because you have all these Instagram followers? What is it? Yeah. yeah. You know? It's true. And just honestly, like, just to wrap it up, everyone just wants to know, like, what's coming next for you? Yeah. Like, yeah. What's, what's next? What's exciting? What are you working yeah. towards? Wow. I'm like, so I, I think we're all got this unique opportunity with COVID where we kind of got to step back and assess our lives. Yeah. And yeah. it's been a blessing for me. I'm sure it's been a, like, I speak to a lot of people and they kind of, everyone kind of says the same thing. For me right now, um, so my mother is uh, in real estate. That's what she did to build her wealth. And for me, I've always, everywhere, I, I'm a mama's boy. Me and her are always <laughs> together. And everywhere I would go, it would be like, oh, you're Tahani's son. You're Tahani's son. You're Tahani's son. And I started actually resenting it. I started being like, no, like I'm Ramsey, you know, and I'm my yeah. own person. So I kind of started straying away from real estate because that's just, I associated it to being attached as Tahani's son. But then... I've come back because I've realized that real estate is truly like such a powerful uh, vehicle to building wealth. And it, to me, it's just gratifying to be able to be a landlord, to provide a home for someone who needs it, you know? So um, I'm kind of now coming back to this route of real estate. So I've been like doing a lot of real estate things. But other than that, I've just been uh, uh, like, I'm building my Instagram just like you guys are. I think it, uh, it's a powerful 
uh, avenue to, to, to open doors to new opportunities, to potentially have a new income stream. Podcasts, I've been thinking about it because it's like, unlike you two, like I'm, I'm a curious person. Yeah. I'd love to just have you two across me and pick your brains and yeah. like see how you view the world and how you view the world because it's like, I, oh, I can always learn from that, right? There's just, you, everyone brings something amazing to the world, I feel. And so, uh, yeah, honestly, I'm just like kind of waiting for the entertainment industry to get back and to kind of get back into the steam of things yeah. at Inc. Entertainment where I work. But between real estate, between my own Instagram, and uh, I hate to be this guy, but between like cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, which is something I invested in many, many years ago, um, that stuff is just keeping me busy right now. And uh, yeah, just kind of focused on, uh, I just recently got a new place in Toronto. Amazing, yeah. congratulations. So I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, to be honest, no, that's- Sounds great. I mean, yeah, we're all headed in the right direction, I feel like. We're just kind of, you know, trucking away. Yeah. I mean, at life. Yeah. I just think that like, this year was such a different time and so many people took it in different ways yeah. to learn yeah. from themselves, to learn from other people, mm -hmm. um, to educate in so many different ways. And I think that moving forward, hopefully the world is getting to be a better place. And I feel like I hope so. just do things that make you happy and make your life fulfilled, I guess. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that everyone should probably look at the world a little bit more like not taking things for granted as much mm -hmm. and cherishing the small moments with family, friends, the things you can't, yeah. You didn't think you would ever lose. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's true. Well, sure. we we thank you so much for joining yeah, us thank thank you. here with us. We appreciate it. Your your conversation was like so insightful. Yeah, I feel. You see the world in a beautiful way. So, we thank you for being on here and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again maybe next season or something going yeah. on. So, honestly, I'm so happy you. that you two are doing this. I wish you two the most success. I I know it's going to be successful. I see you guys yeah. working thank hard you. at it and just in our conversations and uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week for It's Literally Fine. Bye.